Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who are bringing their unique blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. But that's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy. From comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, tune in to Wise and Nerdy and join in the fun. Oh my god, Kurt drives me so crazy trying to mod mouth this stuff. You recorded it, Kurt. Just let it let it do the work for you. Oh my god, I'm the rock god of cranky podcasting, Charles McFall. I've got Joseph underscore oh, why why should we be or not be suspicious, Joe? <laughs> so uh I was talking about Parks and Rec in the pre-show, and uh that I mean, everyone, a lot of people are using that. Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. Yeah, that's been on and, uh, TikTok for like two years now. Way it, to catch up, old has, man. It has. I think it was on but, Vine. But I, I've i been thinking yeah. about Parks and Rec and how much I wish I could rewatch it, but I'm not paying for Peacock. Um, you don't like the so, cop? <laughs> it's a family show, Joe. Hey, every time I every time I just go looking up my phone, all I gotta do is COC and boom, there's my app. It's all good to go. Peacock. Anyway, uh, and so I've been saying, don't be suspicious to my ten uh, year old, and he he just every time, Dad, stop, Dad, and it's great. I love it. That that's uh, pretty okay. <laughs> so. We got a lot to cover tonight, so how about we jump in? Uh, do you have a, a button for what we're going to do next? It's the question of the week. Way to uh, kiss up to Kurt, who's here, you know. <laughs> and Kurt, just so you know, if you ever have to like be off for the night because you know you're singing and cracks, I know you're singing stuff's yep. coming up. We promise not to have Mike Woodard on. Uh, really, you can believe oh, me. I'm sure you can believe me I'm on sure. that. <laughs> Uh, so the question of the week is from professional Joe Art, who did some research and realized when this episode is going to come out. And so it's going to be right at Halloween. So he wanted to ask a certain question. Yeah. What is your favorite part of Halloween? Now, I got a follow up question to that. Why are you pandering to the audience when every other podcast in the world is going to ask that question? Because not everyone has us. If Get you'd off like my to porch. not hear this question ever again, <laughs> patreon.com slash wise and nerdy. <laughs> yeah, you know, give us better questions. Um, I, I don't have much of an answer to this other than the uh, the sales after to get some candy on the 50% <laughs> off. That's it. He likes November 1st. Yep, that's my get holiday. Get that candy. Although, uh, if it's good on them. Good on them for smart business. But the world has gotten so much smarter about it that it's harder to get cheap candy because they don't over order as much as they used to. That's true. They don't. And you got people getting in there like Halloween morning and same as Valentine's, same as Easter, all the candy holidays, right? You got them getting in there like on the morning of the 31st buying stuff. I was like, why? I mean, yeah, if you need it tonight, sure, whatever. But you know, just cause they, in the afternoon of Halloween, they mark it down 10% and then people go crazy. Like that's a deal. And you go on November 1st. It's like, 
Man, off. I got the the off brand Tootsie Rolls. I think they're called Poopsies. They're the fruit fruit flavored. You know, those aren't chocolate. chocolate yeah, you know, I was like, I can't get none of the good candy because you morons thought ten percent was a deal, idiots. Tell me how you really feel. I, I'm channeling red from uh, that '70s show right now. What about you guys? So. My favorite part of Halloween is it's the only night of the year that I can keep my porch light off. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, kids. No candy here. If there was a Grinch for Halloween, I'd be that guy. Yes, sir. Me and you both, baby. I just, oh, I man. Just, nah. Nah. But look, I think it's great for the kids, but I don't want to be bothered anymore. Like I, He's I like, just, my kids are grown. I'm over it. We're done. I didn't like it when my kids were kids. <laughs> Me either. Because here's what happens when when it's when it's the best time for kids is when they're like under five or six, and and it's really cool to get them all. Oh, they're look how cute they look in their costume, and then they rip it off ten minutes into the walk because it's too hot or itchy or scratchy or whatever, and it's just like they start whining. It's just okay. Great, cool. Look, we came out here. Now you're getting candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 so, I, go ahead, Joe. So, so you're like uh, the comedian Fluffy. He just ta- takes his kid to Walmart and says, "You got you got thirty seconds to buy all the candy you want." Oh no, no, my oh, kids will break me. No, my kids are they they can move fast in thirty seconds. I turned into the guy that put, put the bucket of candy out on the porch, and I went, I don't care if somebody takes it in five minutes or five hours. It's got, it's out there, and I'm not bringing it in until it's empty. I got you two better, Kurt. I got you two better. One is my wife uh, does go my to wife. a bunch of my wife. Thank you, Ebbett. Uh I know it's not from him, but he said that every freaking time you say my wife. So, uh, so she goes to a lot of the fall festivals. So we end up with a lot of candy from the churches and whatnot. Right. And we just really don't eat that much candy. And then gets put in a place. The kids forget. So every year I end up with this year old candy. That's what goes in the bucket out front. Number one, <laughs> number two, if I don't have that candy, you know what I put out front, Kurt, an empty bucket. I guess I got it. You weren't here fast enough. Sorry, man. (laughs) Smart. Smart. Oh, man. Joe, what's your favorite? (laughs) Since you asked this question, what is your favorite part of Halloween? Uh, Seeing how excited my kids get. So at Dragon Con this last year, uh, I got all my kids lightsabers. And so uh, we went and got some robes from Amazon, and they're all going to go as either Jedi or Sith. And, uh, yeah, it's it's good times. It'll be fun. So I, they get super excited. Now you got a pretty point, big neighborhood. Is it? Does it, the candy turn out do you all right there? Yeah. Yeah, it turns out pretty good. So, And then we, we do a trunk or tree at our church as well, and those are the, the two candy main candy sources for the kids. And you know, I have an inherent problem with trunk and treat. You know what that is? Um, no. Okay. Oh, well, your main you said problem. trunk and treat. Trunk, uh, yeah, yeah, treat. yeah. It's the parking lot crap, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah it's stupid. Okay. Why? <laughs> Why? 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 What's the inherent problem with this concept? Well, okay. I, not that I'm a judgmental man or anything, but it's lazy as hell. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's that. So I, I'm guessing you're going to say because it's at a church. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, I do have a oh. problem. Like, okay, if you as a church think Halloween's evil, fall festival is the same damn thing. Stop it. But other than that, no, I mean, if you're not judgmental, <laughs> I, mean, I can't tell from the outside if you're a judgmental church. I mean, you got to cross your judgmental, but I can't prove that. So here's the inherent problem, Joe. Here's the inherent problem I have. Hey, little kid, come to my trunk and get some candy out of it. Whoop. There you go. Shut the lid. Kidnapped his ass. Right? I grew up in the days where everybody was terrified of the man in the white van. There was no man in the white van. I grew up in the days. I saw this on TikTok. Yo, did you, were you scared of razor blades in your candy? Yeah, because morons told us that would happen. But we're teaching kids. What did I say? I said, get in the trunk, kid. That's kidnapping language. Whatever. You didn't beat me. It doesn't count. Uh, so, but Joe, but Joe, we're teaching kids to walk up to a stranger's car trunk to get candy. That's an inherent problem to me right now. Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> we broke Kurt. But, uh, but generally speaking, in trunk or treat, aren't the parents with the kids? Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Have you been actually... to Georgia? They're over there on their phone, sending their kids to buzz off and go get candy on their own. <laughs> and if they are, even if they are, that's even worse, Kurt. You as a father teaching your kid. No, I'm here with you. I'm showing you it's okay to go up to a stranger and get candy from the trunk. How so, else are you going to get rid of your kids? My <laughs> trunk or treat. The trunk or treat. <laughs> uh, the, the trunk or treat that we go to is at our church. My kids know almost every trunk they're going to. Almost. True. Statistically, children being kidnapped is somebody close to the family. I'm just saying. Uh, just yeah, saying. You're not wrong. I never am wrong, baby. That's why I do the show. False. You are wrong. Sometimes. Prove it. <laughs> wrong, daddy. <laughs> All right. Wait, now, is now Charles wrong? Let find some clips. daddy decide. So we have feedback from uh, Spotify. Oh, good. Right now, this is uh, from a, a few weeks ago. Where we said, if you could summon any hero to fight for you, who would it be? And uh, we went through a bunch of our different ones. But this is from Devocate, uh Mashal. He can fight oh, yeah. magic and is an equal opportunity. Who's Mashal? I, I have recommended this anime to you, and I have shown you clips from it. it is, is that the one where he can't do magic, but he does, like, strength and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, he, okay. He, it's a world where if you're born without magic and they know you whether or not you have magic because people with magic have these line birthmarks on their faces and the more lines you have, the higher capacity for magic you have. Anyway, uh, so if you're born without magic, they kill you. They, they like, I kill you. you. Yeah. And, but uh, Mashal or Mash, uh, he, he's born without magic, but he is saved by a guy and raised in the woods and is basically he's told to work out a bunch because if they ever find him he's gonna have to fight and he takes that to an extreme and he is super ripped and uh so he does and he's so he's super ripped but he is a complete moron okay okay 
And so it is, it's, it's a lot of slapstick comedy and it is hilarious and there's a lot of spoofs to other things like there's references to harry potter and stuff like that like um uh for instance he 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 joins basically the quidditch team and he he tells the guy he's like i can't fly a broom the the (laughs) captain i can't fly a broom i can't fly a broom and so they're losing real bad and um, the captain gets hurt, and so he's Mashal is like super hyper dedicated to his friends. Okay, and so, so let me guess, he throws the broom as hard as he can and jumps on it, and it works. Uh, he did that in a different scene. Oh, um, I didn't. <laughs> He uh, he jumps v- straight up in the air and kicks his feet fast enough to stay oh elevated. Oh, dude. Yep, not magic at all. No, that's, that's hilariously bad. It it is it is so dumb and funny and great. It, I love okay. it. Okay, it's a good one. So it like it it's not it's not serious at all, but it is hilarious. It's the story of a girl. I don't know. So we have some speak pipes as well. And I, I never remember one from Uncle Mike, our cousin Mike, rather. And uh, then two are from Devo. And I'm, I'm not sure where the third one comes from. So we're just going to play them. Hey, guys. Cousin Mike calling in again. Sorry it's been so long. Lots of things going on. I uh, had to buy a new car because my car uh, kind of exploded. Um, yeah. but- All right. Hold on a second. Your car exploded, but Kinda. somehow data was your was your phone or iPod in the car? Is that is that why you couldn't listen to the show? Was, the entirety of the internet was in your car. Okay, Mike, I got you. All right, here we go. Sorry. Hey guys, cousin Mike <laughs> calling in again. Sorry it's been so long. Lots of things going on. Uh, I had to buy a new car because my car uh, kind of exploded. Um, but so I thought I'd call in, let you know I'm still alive. But I have an anime recommendation for y'all. Uh, two, actually. One that you could watch with uh, younger children. And one that you may have to watch a couple episodes to decide whether or not they can handle it. The first one is the Charles one for younger children. So it's camp. called Your Boy Kong Ming. And uh, it's about what would happen if a tactician, Kong Ming, from the Three Empires or the Three Kingdoms. I can't remember exactly what it is. Uh, legend or myth or history, however it is in uh, Asian uh, culture, whatever it's revered as, um, if he were to time travel to the future and help someone become a famous musician. The other is Jujutsu Kaisen. This one, you may want to use some discretion, but it's about Mm -hmm. demon hunting, and it's actually really good um, because it's unlike Demon Slayer, they actually fight demons in pretty much every episode and actually do something instead of just nothing. Anyways. Instead of just uh, nothing. Yeah. Have a good one. Jujutsu Kaisen. All right. Yeah, I think I've actually mentioned that one to you before. Uh, it's where he eats the finger of a demon and gets powers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like you do. Like you do. All right, here's, here's another one. Hi, this is Mike Woodard again, and I think that uh, adding Kurt to uh, 
to the show it has been like one of the best things that you guys have done Fake for news. years now, really. Um, going back to the um, Pokemon Go days and and whatnot. Wow. So um, I think you should uh, stop using my voice. Uh, have a good <laughs> evening, nerds. All right. All right. I'm liking Mike and uh, more and more every every week. <laughs> Joe, let's talk Joe. We we need to have we need to help Grandpappy Kurt understand that he's okay in this world and he he doesn't have to be so scared of a stroke victim that that uh, he he forces him to call in and, and say horrible things. Hey, Mike lives way far away from me. I, I can't control anything he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These last two are. <laughs> Last year, do you? You're already on the show, and you're still so it's a bit. Oh yeah, daddy. <laughs> All right, we'll have to get. We're we're gonna get Mike. We're gonna have a battle one night. It'll be all right. Joe, an interesting fact about pop filters. Uh, you know, they've been around for a long time, but they really weren't that popular until after we are the world recorded in the '80s. Um, if you watch the video, you'll see that all their what they call pop filters are pantyhose pulled over a loop of stiff wire. Um, when I was a teenager, uh, I watched the documentary on the making of the song. And in the documentary, they asked one of the sound engineers about that thing that was in front of the microphones. And uh, he explained that during the recording, they kept hearing this noise, a repetitive noise, clunking or some such. And they uh, tracked it down to Cindy Lauper and her jewelry clanking around and hitting the <laughs> microphone as she moved and sang. So... So one of the engineers had an idea to put pantyhose over a loop of wire to help keep the jewelry from hitting the microphone. And they noticed it was very effective. And uh, it controlling the P's and S's, the explosive sounds, and they built more. So they, if you uh, look at the video, notice that they're all different based on what they could get their hands on. So I, it's funny enough is I remember that quite vividly because I saw that video several times because I was really into audio and video um, at the time. Guess I still am, and um, I, I can't find any reference to it. But I'm sure if I, if someone could dig up the original, you know, making of the "We Are the World," you probably would. But who wants to do that? Kurt, you were in your early 40s when they made that. <laughs> Can you tell us more about it? Early 50s. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, yeah. um, no, no, because because literally nobody paid attention to that, and they only paid attention to all the celebrities that they had on because it was a right. ridiculous who's who yeah. of everybody was there. It's a fantastic um, project that I think was, was just a, a practice of irrelevance because nobody gave a crap about the actual charity. Well, except they raised a ton of money for that. I mean, for that charity through that, um, like, a hundred million dollars in eighties money. After you paid everybody else, they raised like ten bucks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. I think but, I thought it was yeah. a great song. I thought the, the Roger School. I had no idea that yeah, they invented pop filters for it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I and I swear, pop filters were around before. That. I know everybody. Everybody wanted to do this. Put their finger to the ear while they they sang. Everybody, because I remember everybody well, doing that as kids the, afterwards funniest thing about that for me was watching every celebrity who was doing it sing their line as if their line was the most important line. Well, yes. 
and, and rather than have it just be the group effort thing and just like, oh, I'm on the camera now, so I got to make my line more important. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just like. And then there were the, the guys that just were older and didn't care because they were there supporting the charity, but nothing else was important to them because they already made their billions of dollars yeah. or whatever. And then when Michael opened his mouth, it's like everybody else is like, yeah. why are we even here? You know, because he, yeah. he just kills everything. It's amazing. Uh, Joe, you looked this up according to Google. The first microphone pop filter was invented in the late 1950s by German audio engineer Jörg Neumann. So, yeah, he was the guy that was standing in front of Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jörg. Uh, all right, one more. I'm uh, with Kurt. I'm not a fan of teens getting tattoos. The exception oh, I've seen is high school and college swimmers who've gotten simple tattoos of their teammates in the years of the events they've won national titles. But let's face it, tattoos do not age well. Tattoo in your teens titles. or 20s by the time you're 40 loses all its original vividness. And by the time you're in your 50s, the same tattoo begins to look like a Salvador Dali painting that's been left in the sun too long. <laughs> For me, personally... I do not desire to get a tattoo in case I want to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Though, I'm not Jewish. I like to keep my options open, you know. <laughs> okay. I, Come on, he could, he could convert. Their own. He could convert. Was that a Holocaust joke? Because no. What tattoo, no. What, what no, tattoo do you need all. for a Jewish cemetery? No, you, you're not supposed to have a tattoo. I, I thought you wouldn't want a tattoo unless anyway, I misunderstand. He's going down a bad road. What's the next roll? Oh. <laughs> roll roll that, that dice. Words. <laughs> oh man. Stay tuned for this commercial break. This way too early. All right, fine. All right. I'm not even gonna play. I'm just gonna hit the button. And you guys can just screw around all you want. Here Play the thing. Play the thing. Is it BS? Patreon.com slash wise and nerdy. All right, let's do that again. There you go. wiseandnerdy.com slash call Dax. I would love to hear from you and thank you for everybody who called in last week and these knuckleheads, these guys. So much pleasure. It just brings me so much pleasure. Oh my God. Joe and I get it. (laughs) Joe and I get it. That's one good daddy. (laughs) Thank you. That dice. Daddy, can't tell me a story. 
I've got to get some more recording so we can flip through those because your kids get a lot of screen time here. All right. It's so personal story time. You sound so disappointed, Kurt. I am too in this one. <laughs> I know the stories you're going to tell. <laughs> so, so Joe, no, this is all Joe, uh, scaring my sister and her friend after watching The Ring. What kind of Hey, horrible... if you don't want to hear my stories, then why don't you put your own stories in there? What okay? kind of hor- okay. I don't have a Halloween story other than when I kidnapped that kid with my trunk and candy. Uh, what kind of horrible <laughs> brother were you, Joe? Uh, so we went to go see the ring as a family, as you do, you know, and, and, uh, my, my, my younger sister's friend came along with us. We had to take two cars because there were so many of us because, you know, we've got 20 kids and counting or whatever. Right. And, uh, so we, we went, we saw the ring, um, and, my dad decided on the way home, hey, all the girls go in one car, all the guys come in the other car, and his plan was to drive home as fast as we could. And we shut off all the lights, turned the TV on to a static station. Um, he had me hop into one of my mom's dresses, and I didn't have a wig, but I had a, a cape from an old costume, and I draped that over my head and I hid off to the side. So my sister and my, well, my two sisters really, but, um, they came uh, my sisters and my younger sister's friend came up to the door and I can hear him talking like, why is it dark in there? What's going on? And I just walked around the corner and my younger sister and her, and I say younger, she was only two years younger than me. She's only two years younger than me. So um, I'm a teenager at the time, probably 14. I, I'd have to look at when the ring came out. Um, so she's like 12. And so her and her friend just book it. They get like a block down the street before they stop and turn around. And my dad is just standing there cracking up. And my older sister was like, okay, this is nothing. But um, yeah, we, we laughed about that a good long while. And uh my sister still it's like i can't believe you did that nothing no reaction i thought you were gonna i thought you were gonna say that you took a baseball bat to your tv climbed inside and waited for him to come home so you could climb out <laughs> that would be great that would they would have freaked out hardcore I remember watching uh, Ghost, right, with Demi Moore and, and uh, Patrick Swayze, and I was a teenager when it came out, and right about the time towards the end where the the, the demons were coming and the glass was going to fall on the bad guy or whatever, my buddy's dad decided to scream at us and scare us, but that was, <laughs> that's just cheap shots, you know? It's, that's just, that's the easy way to do it. Yeah, I was never <laughs> that guy. You're not you're uh, a scaring kind of guy. Well, no. So here's the thing. It, whenever I did a scary thing, it was never at Halloween. So like I would, for example, I came into, I was working in this office and everybody was in cubes, but I would come in really early and there was always one guy that would come in before I did. And he'd be at his desk, but he couldn't see me coming. So I would like walk quietly up to his cube and I'd, I'd stick my head around the corner and say, morning. And he would jump out of his chair every morning for two years. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and, uh, but otherwise, like the 
jump scare thing and, and whatnot. I mean, I took part in a really cool haunted house oh. um, that that uh, this rich video game developer would put on in his house every year. And so we went over the top, like he would make these operating tables where your, your butt was in a hole in the operating table. And then he'd put a plank across and then get a bunch of like liver and stuff. And people would be chopping on, on your innards, uh, on the table. And that would freak people out. But especially since your butt's hanging out of the hole. Well, no, it was, you know, it's what amateur hour. No, he made a box that, that everybody you'd be, you'd be laying there. So it'd be like this, you know, you'd go across, your butt would be in the dip and plank going across like a TV tray type thing. Yeah. Explain it to me again, grandpappy. Well, back in the day, (laughs) we would have these innards called. Um, gizzards my wife <laughs> is horrible at scaring people now me i tell oh, people i'm glad the, you finished that sentence well yeah <laughs> i didn't really my wife is horrible <laughs> it was gonna be a problem aaron i didn't say that <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to clip that one i mean go for it I, what she doesn't listen to any of this dude i don't care she's horrible um <laughs> so now me, I tell everybody I'm the biggest ninja you'll never meet, and because I I don't try to stick up on people for any reason. Yet I cannot tell you how many times, almost a day, I walk in a room and I'm sitting behind somebody, and they turn around and jump because like, oh my god, would you show up? I'm like, I walked through the door like a human being and walked across the room just because I didn't go. So you know where I'm coming. I mean, come on, but my wife. So I believe my oldest son has some brain damage because of her, because uh, she picks the most inopportune times to jump out and scare somebody. And in the first house that he was growing up in had come to this. It's hard to explain the way it was designed, but it's almost like a hallway that goes into a cul-de-sac because you had our master bedroom, a bedroom squared off from the hallway, another office door, and then a bathroom. So it's this kind of circular little end of the hall point of rooms. And for whatever reason, she waited till he's in the middle of that. And he's like four and she jumps out to scare him and he jumps back, falls out and hits his head on the baseboard. And like, do you not know how you don't scare people when they're near stuff? That's not how this works. She about killed him because of that. Another time. For whatever reason, we were, it was early enough. We were just chilling out in the bed with the light off, but the door was open, you know, hallway light was on, whatever. And again, he's five or six and he comes in and we're just kind of watching him kind of walk across and we could tell his eyes had not adjusted in the dark. And so she sits up and screams at him. <laughs> this time he didn't get hurt, but for whatever reason, he screams at the top of his lungs and grabs two fistfuls of his hair and pulls. <laughs> don't know why so we don't do scaring around here because it just damages people then joe i'm sure the ring scaring thing was not the last of your transgressions with scaring your your siblings oh definitely not i that's just one of the most memorable that we've brought up a bunch of different family outings and stuff so my my dad loved horror movies just absolutely loved them but we can talk about that some more a little later roll, roll that dice that dice oh okay 
What are you nerding out about now? All right. You know what? We're going to change it up a little bit this week. Kurtstable, you'll yeah. go first. So what I'm nerding out about this week, let's see. Um, we talked a little bit about it um, ahead of time, but I'm going to uh, say I'm nerding out about the possibility that a live action gargoyle series yeah. is going to be good. Uh-huh. I'm not I'm not enough to be cautiously optimistic yet, but I'm I'm very hopeful. I've only very seen a hopeful. poster, so I don't know who's cast. I don't know how it looks. <laughs> I don't I don't either. And I, I honestly don't even care. I just don't want it to what's the term sink Suck. on ice well okay look, I, I was trying to be nice but um because the cartoon was so good yeah so was, good yeah. um and and it was really disney's kind of first foray into serious storytelling um yeah from a cartoon standpoint. So, <clears throat> and they had an all-star cast and uh, just, it was, it was so well done back in the and day. And the intro slaps even yes. today. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, just, and, you know, multi, multi episode storylines and just, um, yeah, everything about it was great. Uh, and they still managed to produce toys for it, uh, which were also really good. So I, I made but, sure that the, my two oldest kids saw all of them. I'm not sure if my two youngest saw them. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, well, and a, and a lot of cartoons, their success is measured by their toy sales, not the actual show. Right. Right. So, which is a shame because there's been some fantastic uh, cartoons that have been canceled because the toys just didn't sell well right. enough. Right. It, well, that's yeah. because they're not treated as, as real forms of entertainment. They're treated as advertising. Right. So, yep. <clears throat> which has been my biggest problem. You know, I, I, th- I think that's part of the reason why, Ooh, hot take, uh, super friends. Not great. Not great. Um, I don't know that super friends. Super Friends from the 70s and 80s. Oh, with Spider-Man and the Flame Girl and Iceman? No, no it's the Justice League, basically. I mean, it's Batman, it's Batman, Robin, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Aquaman. Versus the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Why were they friends? It, it was called Super Friends. <laughs> Charles, uh, did we just enter like an alternate reality or something? Uh, I, apparently, Charles, are you telling me you've never heard of the Super Friends? I probably uh, didn't it have the Wonder Twins too. Yes, Wonder oh, okay. Twin powers activate. That's the only good thing on that show. Meek and Bleak <laughs> or whatever. He, he he got nothing out of it until we said, said Wonder, Wonder Twins. Twins. Yeah, with the that monkey. was the worst <laughs> part of the show. <laughs> that that explains so much about you, Charles. It really does. <laughs> well, I, I I was gonna say that that was the worst part of the show, except it actually wasn't. The worst part of the show was Wendy and Marvin. Um, from the first season, no um, they they weren't even aliens. They didn't have any random powers. friends. They were just yeah. random kids that hung out with the Justice League. 
I think one of the best things that did come from that, I, I recall, was like, back at the Legion of Doom. Yes. It, yeah, okay, so there is that. Meanwhile, at the Legion of yeah. Doom. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I tell but, you. Uh, it wasn't a good cartoon. It was the it was what we had. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man and Friends was also on that Spider-Man had Iceman and and I don't know if it's Starfire. Firestar. Fire, Firestar. Oh, not Starfire, Firestar. Okay. Starfire is from DC. Firestar is ah, from Marvel. Right. All right. I don't know. Nerd. <laughs> Wait, you're the one who knew that. You knew that. You, Ca- Captain Marvel is from Marvel and DC. Right. And they're very, very different. Right. Uh, so except they, they except they they retconned Captain Marvel in DC. Yeah. Now they call him Shazam. Which well, is so stupid. now they do, but but even as uh, no, like you're right, you're right. Yeah. Like even in um, I think it's Young Justice. They still call him Captain Marvel. Um, no. I'd have to double check. I, maybe not. But they, he, only only because there was a lawsuit. there was was a lawsuit and they finally settled it Uh, and it was the lawsuit went on i want to say for like 10 or 15 years it was it was bad um but regardless regardless um yeah so the super friends wasn't wasn't a great tv show and they and that was because they refused to treat comic fans like they knew what they were talking about yeah in mean in the meantime during that same time period in the comics they're doing drug stories in DC comics with green arrow and green lantern dealing with drug addiction. It's just, it was insane to me that they just treated kids like, or treated people like little kids. It's it's weird that way. Uh, I'll tell you knowing is half the battle. I don't quite think that's how that was sung there, Kurt. But we'll work on it. Well, I wasn't okay. Never mind. Sure, doing it a little under my breath. Thing. Speaking of, yeah, you're not a ventriloquist. It's good. Real quick, this was not in my nerding out about, but I'll tell you a really good cartoon that does things. The way I believe it should be is Harley Quinn on Max, and that is definitely a rated R cartoon. And uh, but to me, villains should say villain things and do villain things, and it's still tongue in cheek. There's still a lot of lightheartedness to it, like you'd want out of a animated series. Uh, but they they definitely drop the f bomb and kill people, and it's 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 a lot of fun though. So I, Batman's I, I like so it. super cheesy. It's hilarious. <clears throat> I do like. Uh... Harley Quinn quite a bit, um, except they made the one critical mistake from the very beginning of the season. What's that? Or a series. And that is they did not cast Tara Strong. Yeah, just because she's your friend. It's all right. No, no, because she was a great Harley Quinn, and they only went with Kaylee Cuoco because she had star power. She does and a good Harley, I think, though. She's it fine. A she's vibe fine. To it. She's fine. It's it's good. Hey, yeah, I am nerding out about uh, T-Mobile right now. That's my carrier. I am not nerding about the Samsung S23 Ultra and they're the hot spot on that thing for two same reasons. Now, tonight, uh, Joe and I, Joe, you'll be familiar with this. I had an issue with internet a little while back, and I pulled out my, at the time, I As you always do. 
No, I just froze on purpose. To just to screw you. Uh, man. So, but no, screw you, Joe. Uh, but I pulled out my iPhone at the time and turned on the hotspot, and it was way faster than what I was being able to pull from the house with the distance I had. So tonight, I was like, oh, yeah, let me check my hotspot. So I did a speed test on my PC off the internet here based on the house. Good, good freeze, Kirk. Good on you. Uh, yeah, well, we do that so it's not so distracting. So, <laughs> uh, for the podcast, I took him off the screen to break it. Uh, anyway, I'll stop you, Joe. I'm not torrenting anything. Anyway, anyway, so I, I did a speed test on my computer. It's like almost 30 down, 30 up. Okay, cool. That's decent enough. But let me do a speed test on my phone. Not these days, it's not. Yeah, well, I know, right? Um, it, it, but it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, oh, let me do my, I don't think my phone will be much better. Oh, I said wrong. Sitting right here at this desk, I did a speed test on my T-Mobile device on this uh, Samsung, and it was over a 1,000 down at 600 up. I'm like, oh, and I turned on the hotspot, and you guys are here for those tests. Do you know what I got on the hotspot? 30 down and 30 up. Like, what is going on? Yeah. So that's the, that that's the limiting fact. The, the fact that you said you got a gig down and 600 up is a little puzzling to me only because the cell towers can't really do those speeds reliably. Well, it's probably, I don't but, know if it's reliable, but it came off of the app speedtest.net on the phone. Yeah, I'm doing another one real quick, but that I mean, I just, I, just the yeah. fact that it it could it could be even close to that was cool as crap. I mean, right when now you it's did, pushing. When, okay, it's not reliable. It just dropped back down to holy crap! It keeps dropping. Yeah, it's coming back up. Let's come back up. Come on, baby. Come on, daddy. Come on, give me, <laughs> give me five hundred. Give me six hundred. Oh, give me seven hundred. Oh, eight twenty three. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so turn off your Wi-Fi. <laughs> on what? On your phone. I know my Wi-Fi is off on my phone because I had an issue earlier. I was on a meeting. So 75, that's yeah. straight cell. 823 <laughs> down and 76 up right now. That seems weird to me. But, but good. But, yeah, but so, so I did a good. quick search because I was curious. I assume you have 5G. And so I was yeah. like, what is what is the maximum speed for 5G? Yeah. And I'm getting, I'm getting like... Everybody and their mother has a different answer for this. Because there's no yep. unification. There is no universal yeah. standard. But most people are saying uh, w- up to one gig is is the max is what it's saying. A lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. But yeah, but the hotspot does not translate that. I might try a high-speed cable connected to see if that'll help. But but yeah, I was just trying to do better. I haven't saved up you know my my dollars to get the actual hard line run from the house to here but it, i just thought it was pretty cool joe you've got uh, a thing in here i do i do indeed so um this past week i watched a movie with my kids because they saw it on netflix and wanted to watch it before it leaves netflix because uh, it's only there till the end of the month uh the boy who cried werewolf I don't know if you've ever seen this. It came out 13 years ago. It oh. has Brooke Shields and um, Victoria Justice, if you know who that is. I remember who Victoria Justice is. She would have been uh, young at the time. Brooke Shields still would have been yeah. old. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it's a, about a, a, 
a family who inherits a castle in Romania from their long lost uncle Dragomir and the city is known to have the beast as its protector against vampires. It's super, super cheesy made by Nickelodeon. Uh, but well, of course it was because it was Victoria justice. <laughs> yeah. But my, my kids ended up really, really liking it. And I mean, that's right. as long as it's entertaining, that's what it's meant to be, whether it's cheesy or not. And so, yeah. And they were very, very sad to find out that there wasn't a second one, even though they left it wide open for another one. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. And my kids, my kids are little scaredy cats. Like they have nightmares all the time and they don't like walking in their room when the lights off and stuff. So this is about as scary as I'm going to show them. Um, so no werewolf by night. No, 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 no. Uh, so, yeah, but it it was fun and, and they, they liked it a lot. I assume it's probably going to bounce over to Paramount plus after it's done on Netflix. Cause I think Paramount plus has a bunch of Nickelodeon content. So well, that would be my guess. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's leaving Netflix uh, at the end of the month. So uh, it was a lot of fun. I will say a recommendation for family stuff is any version of monster high. Uh, it's really good. The animated version was what came out first. And I watched it with my oldest daughter and then my youngest daughter. And I did see an ad for Paramount Plus where they have a live action version of that now. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, so, huh. yeah, I found it interesting. And, you know, some of the kids' stuff my kids watch is like, ah, I just want to, you know, not watch that. It's a nice way to put it. But Monster High was enjoyable. <laughs> Uh, the last thing I'm learning out about real quick. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say while we're on the, my, my kids also really enjoyed, um, zombies. It's basically uh, the Disney. zombie version of high school musical. Yeah. That's yeah. On Disney too. Yeah, it's yeah. on Disney. Yeah. So they, they really liked those movies. They're, I mean, it's, it's, it's a Disney channel original movie. Basically. I like it. it yeah. So. Uh, the villains, uh, it's not called the villains. There's something about the kids of the villains that Disney did. That's right oh too. yeah. Yeah. That, what is that called crazy. now? I don't remember. Uh, just, uh, just, uh, descendants. descendants. Yeah. Descendants. Yeah. Descendants. That's it. Um, so I, I put down here the hustle and I don't mean the, the dance uh, I'm nerding out about. I'll just do very, very brief highlights since last Thursday, actually before last Thursday, since last Tuesday, I've been moving into a new building because my, you know, me through my company bought a, a new building and it's amazing. And we're going to do a lot of great stuff there. And then Tuesday night, I did a, a show for DragonCon, DC Digital Media. Uh, we did the interview um, with Alon. I did talk to him. Then Wednesday night, I did uh, one of the official pride parties for Atlanta and it did screens and projectors and slides for that. And when I say slides, I made the cards for the, the performers there. Uh, where you can do Venmo and Cash App and that kind of thing. And then Thursday's here. And then Friday, honestly, cannot remember what happened. Friday and Saturday, I, I just don't remember. Oh, no, I do remember Saturday. I don't remember Friday what I did. But Saturday was a big, huge, one of the big, massive uh, Pride events uh, that we went to. And I spent all day doing a big screen projector. And I rented 
a Ben Q from um, uh, Aperture Rent. And I'll tell you, any geek, either you can get them all over the nation. It takes longer if you have to ship it. But being here in Atlanta, I was able to order it on Thursday and pick it up Friday. But the, and I think it's about four or 500 bucks. Uh, it's bought a new building of your friend of the show. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Joe. It's like going to Thanksgiving <laughs> with you, man. Can't even. Um, but uh, uh, I will tell you, renting from Aperture Rent uh, is is a great way to go if you want to test things out. And I think it was sixty bucks. Is I rented it for seven days because I knew I was gonna be then going. So Saturday night I did that all day Saturday, and then Sunday I loaded up the rest of my car and took off for Jekyll Island to do the EMS conference and just nailed. I think I did 11 interviews on Monday, which was a half day for the conference and another 11 interviews on Tuesday. And out of that got invited to go guest lecture at two different schools and possibly come and talk with uh, two different departments about what we do with one EMS. And then you know, came back yesterday. Today I was uh, setting up a new office, which is going to have the one EMS studio inside of it as well. So it's just been a, a Really busy time and fun and just a lot of different creative avenues. And that's as far as I'll do. I know we got a lot more to cover, but I'm very much, I'm happy to be back into that groove and that flow again of, of just going from, not just going from gig to gig, hoping to get a dollar, but going from opportunity to opportunity going, you know, what can I open up the door to do next? And that's been a blast. Roll, roll that roll dice. That dice. Roll that dice. I figured <laughs> bad, everybody else bad was saying jokes. Bad, dad joke. Bad, uh, dad jokes. Bad, dad joke. Why wouldn't the ghost dance at the party? I don't know. Because he had no body to dance with. <laughs> Okay, everybody needs to Google. <laughs> they need to Google the Muppet Show and Fozzie Bear because that's the face that Joe makes and Fozzie tells a joke. Yeah, exactly. That right there, the big up mouth. Ah, and turn that. Oh, it's the worst. Waka, waka, waka. It's the worst. But I actually have a bad dad joke that I think is better than that Ooh. one. Why? Do monsters not eat ghosts? Because they're not filling? I don't know. Because they taste like sheets. Oh, they taste you. like sheets. It's still they better than like nobody sheets. to dance with, Kurt. And I'm not doing that <laughs> face that he makes. Because they taste like sheets. Roll that Waka dice. Waka Waka. Waka Waka. I was going to tell a joke. I'm not going to now. <laughs> you ruined I me. was going to be a professional let on the show. Let daddy decide. All right. Let, yeah, should, we, should we drop the bad dad joke segment? Yes, daddy has decided. <laughs> no, we cannot. Do I get a vote? <laughs> All right, Kurt, you're if, the you, notes, if you, you think we should drop our uh, bad dad joke, you should uh, donate to your nope, dad. Wrong one. He donate to your dad. dad you leave a voicemail. <laughs> 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 that is all the buttons. Slash 
Call Dad. Call us and leave us a speak pipe. That's what Joe did. He's like a kid on the elevator. If you want to avoid technical difficulties like these, go to patreon.com slash wise and nerdy. Are we ding-dong ditching now? Is that what we're doing with all these buttons? So, all right. Kurt, well, will you read the question for Let Daddy Decide? Are you in the Can notes? I reword it? Yeah, because I don't want to read it. The way it's phrased is like going back to that kid in the trunk thing. Who do you prioritize, your your spouse or your kids? And who writes these questions? That one, you know who wrote that one. <laughs> See, it's me and you didn't want to read it. You know who read that. But that was a good phrasing. That was a good phrasing. Thank you. Um, Professional broadcaster. So who Joe. do you prioritize, Joe? Uh, my wife. 100% my wife. My wife. Cuz <laughs> cuz if you don't if you don't prioritize your wife first, your your kids are going to fall behind anyway. Period. Uh so if you don't have that strong foundation, it's it's yeah. not it's not going to work. Give me a an example of a situation where you had to choose. Um <laughs> Kurt's got uh, something. I, I have I, I have answers. So so but 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 I'm in a different place than you guys are. So this is why I'm really no, let, let's hear this. let's hear your answer. No, you can't get out of answering that fast. <laughs> like like so so yeah, give a good situation. Um just like when it comes to taking sides, for instance, because your kids are gonna argue with with your wife. Always side with your wife first, and then if you, in the moment, and if you have to, talk about it after. In my opinion, I, I Charles is giving me a look. I, I actually conditionally agree, conditionally, yeah, okay, but that's might, kind of a yeah, cop out answer. Every single condition is like. Because if she's flat out wrong, I've definitely been in the middle of a fight and did that TV moment of like. Yeah, I don't wait, what'd you say? No, no, well, okay, your mom's a little off on that one. I'm not going to agree with that one. But, you know, the point is this. So, so I guess, so Joe, and please, because you, you did write this question, right? So, Well, and um, I, I did preface it by saying, in the moment, and I said, talk to your wife after mm, if there's an I issue. I still disagree with that because you're teaching your kids to lie. Well... Or to, to, or to once be one-sided about things. It's us against them. I don't agree with that. Fine. Let, what? The audio just changed something fierce somewhere. Um, but in, in the moment, you don't... I, okay, maybe I should rephrase. Don't disagree with your wife in front of your kids in the moment. I still disagree with that. Why? Why? If she is not correct, or if there's another aspect to look at... I think teaching that I, I feel that when you're not disagreeing with your wife in the moment that you're teaching them to be one sided and that makes it us against them. And they can sense that it's not a real thing because if you talk to her after like, well, I'd rather, I don't, I'm not saying fight with your spouse. I am saying that I will be honest. Like, Hey, 
sometimes you're wrong, kid, and sometimes I don't agree with that with what she's saying. You know, my wife, you know, th- that kind of thing. But if it's and same, my wife does the same thing though. You know, if I'm in a mood, right, and I'm yelling about stuff and I'm wrong about it, she won't agree that I'm when I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying, Kirk? So there's a so there's a. There's a, there's a balance there. And I think, and, and I, I tend to agree with both of you, but in a different way. So, um, I think that there's value to a united front, um, because the kids are subservient. They just are because they have to be, cause they have no life experience. They can't be trusted to make their own decisions like that, particularly the younger they are. So there's value in, but there, there's also value in not necessarily agreeing with your wife and saying, um, I'll talk about it on the side, but the, but the, 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 in between the balance there is you can go. Um, I understand what you're talking about kids, whatever the heck it is. Um, I'll tell you what your mother and I are going to talk about it. And that's it. That's yeah. it. Like, yeah. like, so you're not saying no, your mother's wrong. You, you're not saying that. Yeah. And you're not saying you're right. You're not saying that you're saying, I need to talk to your mother about it. And then you go off and you have your private conversation, you, which is kind of where Joe was going on sure. that. Um, but you're not just acquiescing either. I just see Joe. I'm the man of the house woman. You obey. <laughs> Bam, that's right. What she does. Kelsey just so, goes off the bedpost, elbow to the face. I'll show you obey. Kurt, the but, but I am also <laughs> <laughs> I am also going to say though that that answer still stinks on ice because the question was who do you prioritize and prioritize, prioritization has nothing to do with taking the side of <laughs> it's it's if if push comes to shove here let me let me give you a a, a better a better uh, for instance and that is. Who are you saving first, your wife or your kids? Oh, my wife all day long. My kids know how to swim or run off a fire or whatever. Now, my wife, ask my wife who she's saving first. She'll list the kids off in order, then the dogs, then the cat, and then somewhere she hopes I got out alive. So I think it, I, I think it also changed. She's just going to yell at you, get out. <laughs> so, so I think it changes. I think it changes throughout your life. Um, when my kids were young, my kids were my priority. Like if I make, if I, and, and what I mean by that is if I have to choose between my wife and my kids, if I had to, for a choice, my kids, because my kids were unable to protect themselves at the level that my wife was. Yeah, you know, so, it's a so, situation, I guess. And and if it was a choice between prioritizing feeding my wife or kids, I'm feeding my kids first. Did now, you, did you have to make that choice, Kurt? No, uh, no. Okay, but I have had to make choices about do I even get this thing for my wife or do I get this thing for my kids? Sure. And that could be everything from clothing to, uh, supplies for school. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, but when, when money's tight, 
you have to make choices, right? I think, and I so think that's, we're talking about a, a a straw man argument here with this the whole prioritizing the what because oh, everything I, I we're talking about is situational and everything we're talking about is the flow of life and what is actually needed in the moment. So okay, you're you're right. You're right on on that level. That's why I said it changes. That's why I said it changes. So like now, my kids are adults, and my my and my wife is disabled. So my priority, if I'm picking versus my wife all day long all day long because she needs me to prioritize and that's her. the flow of life right now yeah right because right I can. so so that's why i think joe's argument i want to come back to you <laughs> what was it joe that you and your wife and your kids were fighting about this week that you decided to bring this question to the table because <laughs> this is where daddy can really decide was joe right or not Kelsey, fast forward. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, I actually heard this question posed on a Facebook short, okay. and I thought it would be a good discussion here. And so, yeah. How I do you mean, feel now? Yeah, do you feel I, like it's a good discussion now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's a very good discussion. Look, I, I'll tell you. My wife, we don't have to agree for it to be a good discussion. Oh, no, I and I, I think society at large best. has forgotten that society at large has forgotten that and it's yet, okay to disagree. And yet your whole premise is agree with your wife until you get to the back room. And a woman was wrong with you. Well, and I have heard people say that they will argue like not yell at each other but will argue and debate with their wife in front of their kids oh, yeah. specifically so that their kids will see how a healthy yep. relationship deals with mm -hmm. things like that when there is disagreement between the spouses oh we've done um, knockdown drag out fights not intentionally you know we didn't intend to do it in front of kids but we did but we also make sure that the resolution is is in front of them as well yeah, well, and I'll say this. I will never criticize my wife in front of my kids. <laughs> Our house is totally different. We we rag on each other. And I mean, not just in jest. There's some, but we speak in truth. It's like, your dad's an asshole today. It's like, yeah, you know, can't really argue with that. I really was being one, you know, uh, and vice versa. Um What's, You're like, hey, kids, clip this. We're going to need it at the divorce hearings. <laughs> you know, I have joked around with my kids when they tried me. I was like, there's a reason there's four of you. It's because one of you can go missing and nobody's going to care. I, I can just keep <laughs> practicing on the other ones. It's fine. You know? They're homemade. Just sell them on Etsy. And, and I told them the truth. Like, So my wife, I think it's a detriment. She disagrees. But a 100%, if there was something that I wanted to do and something that the kids had, it could have been the 50th ball game of the week. She will pick that every time. And she doesn't apologize for it. I'm like, that's kind of why we need to see some, in the past. That's why we need to see some therapists, you know, because there needs to be a balance there. But uh, uh, I told my well, kids, like, look, I married her. I made you. That's a whole different ball game. <laughs> I, I chose her. You just yeah. came along with the I mean, package. And I just made it clear. Like it's a whole. It is just a different ball game, right? Kurt's <laughs> I, rolling I, his eyes. I chose him in a way, but it's like when I told him, "When you're gone, it's me and her. It's just me and her against the world." So there's going to be some different relationship building, and and you know, I learned the hard way the difference between my mother and my father's wife. 
Right. And that, that, that was a very hard uh, uh, discussion to be had uh, one day, but um, th- he never understood that difference. And that, that helped me. I was like, it's a whole long story, but he's like, you're talking to my wife's like, no, I'm not. I am not speaking to your wife at all. I am speaking to my mother that I have a very broken relationship with. And that's a whole different, I, I did not phrase it nearly that wisely or, or nerdy, but uh, let's see what he did. Why is it nerdy working it? Um, but I, come on, Joe, you gotta give me something to, to sink my teeth into. When's the time well, so that you sided with your I, wife, but you disagreed with her? So not from my personal life, but from my neighbor across the street, really good friend of mine and his wife, his wife spent so much time. And, and I get it. They were, they were her kids. They, she had the kids before they got married. Oh, that's a whole different ball game. And, but she spent all of her time in three categories, work, Running, she was adi- very addicted to running, and like crazy potables. <laughs> or <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> or, <laughs> or <laughs> I just, I just, that just hit so weird. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's gonna be the name of the show. Put it in the notes. <laughs> The, the third one yeah. was uh, with her kids. Like she very heavily prioritized her kids over her husband. Um, and he, so he worked from home. They only had one vehicle and she had that vehicle almost all the time to the point where he felt trapped in his own home by himself and towards there, there's they've since divorced, but yeah, I'm about um, to say, Joe, we're, we're talking about they, some deeper damage yeah, yeah. that's going on. There. Yeah. This is not Kurt's about like, the kids oh. getting in the way, <laughs> they, uh, they were basically roommates it, uh, because that's how much time she spent with him. Um, and and he expressed as much to her and to to us as well, and so it was just it was a bad situation. They they got divorced, and since they've been divorced, both of her her daughters have flown out and spent vacations with him because they absolutely loved him. He adored her kids, um, and yeah. Like he tried um, running with her just to spend some time with her, and then he he messed up his knee, something fierce, and and so he couldn't do that. And She's Nancy Kerrigan, Kerrigan, Car- Car- <laughs> I can't say it. You got Kerrigan. And, and so and so, yeah, it it was very very detrimental that she she put him as such a low priority. Yeah. Now, and and ultimately it it ended that relationship. So we're talking extremes, though, right? Because you're not because wrong. that is pretty because extreme. prioritizing my wife or prioritizing my kids does not mean to the to the detriment ex- to the detriment of any other relationship. That just means I have different priorities. That's all. And so it sounds like that person was all or nothing. And yep. it life doesn't work that way. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both things are very important. Mm-hmm. Both things are important. It's just if you have to prioritize, which one are you going with? Well, yeah, I, I 
I think it's pretty clear for any of our listeners that Charles and I and Kurt uh, uh, as well, we love our wives and our kids. Period. Not not so sure. About and that. Charles yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. Charles is like okay, <laughs> I, I love my wife, my kids. Uh. Uh, that, so <laughs> he's like, he's like, you've gone too far, Joe. <laughs> I will say, I, I will say this: if I ever, for any any reason, become some kind of stepdaddy, I'm beating that kid to the punch and be like, I ain't your daddy. Don't be coming ask me for that. You don't, don't tell me I'm not your daddy. I don't tell you I'm not your daddy. Go your mama for every damn thing. I don't care. <laughs> So <laughs> for 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 comments and concerns, please consult the manufacturer. <laughs> I was like, and then the thing, I, you know, when you're talking about like an argument with the kid or what, it definitely depends on the kids' age and this and that, blah blah blah. But you can the parameters need to be set. Like we're aiming towards the same goal. We're aiming towards the goal of the betterment of you. And sometimes like, if it's something simple as like my daughter kept wanting these, all these stupid face piercings and you know, sometimes it can look good on somebody and like, you're just, it's just, it doesn't look good on you. You've done the, the fake ones and it doesn't work and you want to get the, and you're about to enter the age of being in, in jobs. But what my wife and I settled on those talks was, well, we have to be on the same page. When we're not on the same page, we're not going to move forward. And that's that's it for us. It's within the parameters of moving towards what's best for the kid. If it's a discipline thing, we can disagree in the topic, but we're still moving towards the same direction. Going, oh, no, no, no. The behavior is not good. We're going to figure out how to deal with it. So. And that was an interesting, interesting question that you have. I would like Kelsey to call in on the speak pipe and give her two cents on that. That's what I'd love to hear. <laughs> so Maybe <let's>... she will. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's potent potable. Hit that button one more time. What do you love? Kurt. Can you dig it? Mike gets that wrong air every what time. What do you love? You don't have to hit a whole of them. Oh, my goodness. What do you love? Oh, what do you love? You. What do you love? Yeah. I love ending the show. That's, <laughs> That's what so I love. creepy. It's Halloween, baby. Scary <laughs> movies is what Joe put up here. Can you dig the scary movies? Joe? Nothing. Nothing from Charles. Okay. Uh, so I, I've mentioned it before and on this episode. My dad loved horror films. The cheesier, the better, in his opinion, to be completely blunt. Uh, he, he loved cheesy horror. And um, I, it was like I watched it because, like, basically. When it, when it was it was time for a movie it was every movie was family movie night regardless of what the content was pretty much is what it felt like growing up and uh, and so I I saw a lot of scary movies that I really ought not to have seen at that age um, there's some of them that I wouldn't ever care to watch ever again um, and so I just I. For the most part, I don't, I don't watch scary movies anymore. But it's also my wife; she's a scaredy cat, just like my kids. So, what kind yes. of scary movies or what kind of horror movies did your dad like? Because I, I've got strong opinions Leprechaun. on horror movies versus versus slashers versus you know. Yes, 
Yes. All, he, all of those. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so uh, the, the leprechaun, it all. Uh, Freddy Krueger, Jason, um, all, all of it. Okay. Uh, level, level of cheese. Uh, all the cheese, the cube there. That's a lot of cheese. Toxic you Avenger. The cube. Uh, I've never seen Toxic Avenger. No. Um, American the werewolves in Paris. Yeah. And, yeah. All that. All of it. All of it. Okay. I, I saw so many horror films growing up. Um, yes. Horror I, films. I see a comment. Horror films to me are like bad dad jokes. They're just <laughs> they're dumb. They don't make sense. They don't follow their own rules. And they're just not entertaining. I jump scare. Ooh, you got something to scream at me and jump out. Okay. Well, I'm numb to that now, just about. You know, oh, you splashed a gallon of blood on the floor. And but psychological thrillers, monster movies. It's like the Saw films. I haven't seen the newest one, but the Saw films I really enjoyed. And the third one, there's a whole lot of me fast forward. It's like this is just uh, um, trauma to the extreme. Like it was doing gross stuff, and it did. And I even go, this is not clicking with the rest of the, the first two movies and what the two movies. But that was intentional. I don't know if it was intentional or if they retconned it, but either way, you get to Saw 4 and 5, they actually address what happened there and how it happened and why it happened and how they brought it back into uh, um, you know, uh, the, the mentality of, of what Saw was. And I really did enjoy that. Um, but I'm just not a big fan of... I mean, I'm paramedic. I'm not a huge fan of gore. I, I did like The Frighteners. It was cheesy and fun, but it's Michael J. Fox. Uh, 13 Ghosts! Oddly enough, I actually really liked the idea of that one and how that worked out. Still freaked me out a little bit when they let them all loose. But, uh, uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, the monster films. I'm all about the monster films. But no, I mean, Freddy doesn't follow his own rules. Jason doesn't. It's just, they break rules left and right, and they just want you to be scared. And I'm, I watched, like, Friday, not Friday the 13th. Uh, what's the first Jason movie? Was, uh, was that Friday the 13th? No, that's Fred. Nightmare on Elm Street is Friday. Friday the 13th is Jason, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. So my partner, paramedic partner at the time, made me watch it because where we were stationed was literally right down the road from where they filmed it all. And said, oh, you got to watch it. You'll recognize a lot of those. So I did, and I'm watching it going, that, it was interesting. The first one was okay, interesting, because you never really see the monster because it was, if you want to watch it, you go watch it. But then later on, he's like trying to make me watch other ones. And I'm like, why are they running from this dude? Well, he's supernatural. He can't be killed. I'm like, well, that's BS. <laughs> that is. There's no rules. Everything can be killed. I, I've read enough lore from the Greeks and the Romans to know that everything can be killed. Yeah, I don't know. What about you, Kurt? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so look, I, I grew up in the in the seventies and eighties. All right. So, the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. I watched the first three, four, five movies. I think, um, and I liked them because the mythology was interesting enough in it. Um, Halloween, eh? Don't care. Um, and, and and slasher movies generally, eh? Don't care. Now. The Ring, Ring. Uh, Paranormal Activity, at least the first one. Um, yeah, movies. okay. But the Paranormal Activity was, to me, a breakthrough in, in, in 
how they filmed everything and the practical effects. And me, I was fascinated by how they did it as, as not as much by the story. Yeah, no, it freaked me out just because, and not, not so much the story, but just like that. There's a thing about like, it's not even blood really, but just having bodies move in unnatural ways um, is just a little creepy. Um, Blair Witch Project at the time that it came out was really good and and really creepy it was one of those found footage things and at the time that it came out you weren't quite sure if it was actually a documentary or if it was a, a piece of fiction and we found out pretty early on that it was a piece of fiction yeah. but 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 it worked it worked it does not hold up it just doesn't hold up because we're we're we've matured past that kind of storytelling but at the time it worked um but if you give me a slasher of any sort i just don't care like hellraiser i watched and it was for the first time last year i think and it was like eh, okay all right don't care yeah um i i uh, yeah so horror movies uh, we've moved past horror um to it's not it's barely a horror movie anymore it's well, like the gore slasher yeah it, it's dumb it's what it is you're, you're agreeing with me it's freaking dumb but one army of darkness is not a horror movie or a scary movie it's just funny uh but two <laughs> what, the jordan peele films those things can be scary. which i ha- which I haven't seen yet, and those might qualify as horror movies to me. Well, and he actually, um, uh, go listen to the Smartless interview with him. It was right before Nope came out. Don't, and don't tell me what to do. It's, it's <laughs> Kurt, if you don't want Mike to take over your job, you will do this homework and go listen to that. Okay, uh, I promise I yeah. will do that. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, he talks about how he's just telling the story. He's never aiming quite for a genre. So while... Uh, get out could be kind of futuristic techno it's also kind of scary could be kind of hard uh us is kind of horror but also kind of thriller and this other stuff nope it's kind of sci-fi because you see the alien in our spaceship even at least in the previews but there's some you know it's he's just trying to tell this interesting story and i just love how his brain works and i'm fascinated yeah. by it and it doesn't freak me out it makes me want to know are they going to survive or not? i say i don't care you can kill everybody. I actually want to see more movies like that where the bad guys win for once. Not because I'm rooting for bad guys, because it's just so different. It's, oh, the heroes of the story died. Now what? You know, I, I want to see that, and they won't do it. Uh, Joe, you were listening off a lot of what's Phantasm? Okay. <laughs> so Phantasm is actually the first movie that I watched as a kid-ish, like I want to say maybe 11, um, that legitimately gave me nightmares like like i don't know if is it was the one uh, on the cover remember. where it's like coming through the wall the face is coming through the wall or something no no, no this is this is the silver ball with the three yep. prongs sticking oh, out of it i remember seeing that commercial like, for that rolls like, into your head if it my. catches you and then there's a gate to hell but but um it's and and the 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 kind of creepy dude was that tall guy uh, i can't remember his oh name, i, I remember actor. seeing the commercial he, or something for it. he only plays those kinds of role only played those kinds of roles um really creepy really just 
sure, scared yeah. the ever-loving crap out of me at the time. Uh, now, and it was it was one of those things that was like it was on like early days of HBO or Cinemax, and so you felt like like back when I was a kid, you had to kind of sneak to watch that stuff sure. anyway. And so there was that added level of uh, I shouldn't be doing this. And ooh, you know, scary movie. Uh, not not quite the same genre, but in the vein of sneaking, my um, uh, Total Recall. You know, my dad didn't didn't want me to see that Arnold Schwarzenegger one, um, and I did stay up at night and watch it, and I was fine with it. I mean, there's some freaky thing. I'm 13, 13, 14 years. Old. There's some some things you didn't expect to see that kind of freaked you out a little bit uh, that don't hold up today. Three of them. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember trying to go down the hallway in the dark and got a little freaked out after that. Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, uh, I've not watched, but I, I'm gonna give a plug to wait, you haven't seen with TV's Travis, and uh, he reviewed it, and that's all I needed was like, okay, you know, but they're, they're talking about it, this and that. And then, Joe, you're talking about the uh, Children of the Corn, tell me about that one. Uh, I, it's been so long since I've seen it. it. It, from what I remember, and I could be misremembering, it's basically like a, a cult. There's children in the corn and they, they kill people. Like that's, and I don't remember a whole lot of it. I just remember it freaked me out. What I find the stupidest thing about it. You don't think I can, I can't boot a 10 year old across a cornfield come at me bro that's the show everybody freaking kids you gotta put them in a trunk and give them candy i think i got my question for next week <laughs> follow these nerdy dads on social media charles at rock god of podcasting joe at joseph underscore ard check out the website wiseandnerdy.com and as always they may not be your father but they'll always be your daddies. And check out VO by Kurt, who's not nearly as uh, muppeteering. as the other two, in terms of the picture. I'm I'm just in the backseat. Bye, Mama Kit.